On Shabbos, we read about the tragic incident of the Megadev, the blasphemer. The Torah says, Ve'yikoyv es Hashem. He pronounced the divine name, Ve'yikalo. Rahman Aslan, he cursed the name of Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu did not know the appropriate punishment for this person. So the Torah says, Ve'anechihu ba'mishmar. The violator was placed on the guard, pending clarification from Hashem, what his fate should be. The Pasuk uses the pronoun, Ve'anechihu. Singular, they placed him in confinement by himself. Rashi explains, he wasn't put together with the other person who was imprisoned at that time. Who was that other person? The Makoshish Eitzim, the man who chopped wood on Shabbos. The incident of the Makoshish happened at the same time, and he was already imprisoned. Why was he imprisoned? Because Moshe knew that someone who is Mechal Shabbos is deserving of the death penalty. But he didn't know by which method. So he was waiting for further instructions from Hashem. But they were not placed in the same jail cell. But why could they not be together? There are criminals from all walks of life that are destined to be sentenced from probation to life in prison to the electric chair in the same cell. Why couldn't the Mekoshish Eitzim and the Mekalal be placed together? And perhaps the Torah is teaching us how extra sensitive we need to be to every Jew, even one that isn't the greatest tzaddik, even one that committed a capital crime and was sentenced to death. Here we have the Mekoshish, a Shabbos desecrator. He was awaiting certain death. He had absolutely no hope of getting out alive. On the other hand, the Megadev knew he was facing a severe punishment, but perhaps not the death penalty. Maybe lashes, maybe a large monetary fine, maybe life in prison. So he still had hope of avoiding the death penalty. If someone is sitting on death row with other people that are also on death row, everyone is in the same boat. They all commiserate together. Tsaras Rabim Chatzinachama. Even when everyone is in dire straits, when they're all in it together, awaiting the same fate, it somehow mitigates their pain and suffering. But if someone knows he has no hope of getting freed, it's just a matter of time before he'll be facing his executioner. And he's sitting there with someone that has hope of getting out alive. It adds to their pain and anguish. So for the Mekoshish, who had absolutely no hope, it would be additional suffering to be put together with a person that still had hopes and dreams of one day getting out of prison alive. And that's why the Torah said, put them in separate cells because it would be insensitive to cause the Mekoshish additional agony. And if the Torah is so concerned about the feelings of a Machal Shabbos, how much more do we need to be extra sensitive to the feelings and concerns of every from Jew, our friends and neighbors? For example, if a couple is childless, we should not talk about our own children in front of them, not to cause them even more pain. If someone is impoverished, we should not flaunt our wealth in their presence. If we know someone that is struggling with a child, you shouldn't say, my daughter got accepted into five seminaries. My son got into brisk. Shatchanim are calling me all day. My phone is ringing off the hook. I have 50 resumes to go through. And sitting there is a mother who hasn't got a call in months. We should be extra careful, extra sensitive in front of those people people who are in pain. In these days, we mourn the loss of the 24,000 Talmidim of Rebbe Kiva. The Gemara says the reason they passed away is, They did not show proper respect for one another. 
The question is asked, how can it be this same Rebbe Kiva that said that the mitzvah of a haftal racha kamoicha is klal gadol b'Torah, loving your friend as yourself is the most foundational principle in the Torah. This was his mantra. He preached this to his students day in and day out. And about these students, it says, And perhaps because they were the students of Rabbi Kiva, they should have been extra sensitive and gone beyond the letter of the law. Does not mean that they insulted or mocked one another, but they didn't go the extra mile. And that's why they were judged so harshly. The Gemara says in Rabbi Kiva, He was unique that he was capable of finding hidden messages in the Tagen, in every spike, in every crown on top of the letters of the Torah, he derived mounds of halachas. His Talmidim were taught to see the fine print, to be extra analytical, go beyond the strict mandate of a haftalaracha kamaycha, to be even more sensitive. And since they were exposed to such a great light, they should have seen what others might not have recognized. And that's why they paid the ultimate price. Rav Hotner, the Rosh Hashiva of Chaim Berlin, developed a very close relationship with many of his Talmidim. Even after they left Yeshiva, they would call their Rebbe to share good news with him. And he would rejoice like a father. One day a Talmud called him and said, Rebbe, my wife just gave birth to a baby girl. Uncharacteristically, Reb Hutner responded, Okay, call me back in 15 minutes, please. When the Talmud called back, Reb Hutner said, When you called me earlier, I had a visitor with me who still does not have any children after many years of marriage. Had I rejoiced over the birth of your child in front of him, it might have caused him extra pain over his situation. Now that I'm alone, I can respond properly and enthusiastically wished him Mazel tov. Rav Hutner understood how extra sensitive we need to be in front of people who are suffering. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.